Hey guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. You guys can find the podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can also find the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast. And we're so thankful that you guys are with us and that you guys have found us today. Okay, so I am extremely excited for today's podcast. Um, I'm really just excited about the topic, and I think there's been a lot of buzz around it. Uh, when I put it on uh, social media, I think people are excited to hear this one as I'm excited uh, to go through it uh, to show you guys what I've studied. Okay, so our topic for today is this. Our topic is when God gives you a dream, it will be tested. When God gives you a dream, it will be tested. You know when like something's real good, do you get the chills? You remember, <laughs> you remember in uh in Lion King when the hyenas were like, Mufasa, ooh, say it again, <laughs> right? And I get the chills. That's what I get when when you got a good topic, and you really want to study this to see what what God's word says on it. You know, there's a there's a certain level of excitement there. So I'm really excited to get into this with you guys. So when God gives you a dream, it will be tested. So think about this for a second. You think about dreams. All of us have either had a dream or have a dream. Notice the difference. All of us in this world have either had a dream or you currently have one. So what's the difference between the two? Those that have had a dream, they went through certain things. They went through certain obstacles. Their dream hit brick walls. Their dream hit detours and they got tired of it. And so they thought, well, if that means I have to go through all this to achieve my dream, then I'm not going to do it. So you fall in the category and I fall into the category of those that had one. But then there's some of us out there who I can't really explain it and I don't even know how to describe it. But no matter what obstacle comes in your way, no matter, you know, how your dream gets crushed. No matter the walls that just happen just to pop up and just go right in your way when you're on a good pace, you think things are going well, that a giant wall comes up and you, you know, run smack dab into it. And no matter what happens to you, no matter what happens to your dream, there's something in you that the next day, no matter how tired you are or no matter how much hope you got left, something in you makes you get up and try it again. Maybe that's insanity. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's hope. Maybe that's belief. I don't I don't know what it is, but you know it's just something that just gets you up to try it again. And those fall into the category of I still am going to work towards my dream. But here's the thing. So when you have dreams and in this context of dreams, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to keep this in the spiritual realm. So concepts like dreaming to be uh, a better husband, a better man, a better, a better wife, a better, a uh, better woman for God, uh, a, you know, a better servant for him. All these things, those are dreams that you can have. Uh, but also with physical dreams, these concepts and principles that we're going to go through today, they're going to match those physical dreams too. So you can use the principles for the spiritual stuff to apply to the physical dreams that you have as well. And so as we go through this, we're really going to look at look at Joseph a lot, but we're going to look at other guys, too, as we go through um, as we go through this topic. 
So maybe for you today, before we hop into this, maybe you've had a dream that you wanted to accomplish, that you wanted to work towards with the Lord, that you wanted to be for the Lord and maybe for other people, but something just always comes into your way and it messes you up. This podcast is for you. It's to reignite the life into your dream again. But maybe this is also for those that no matter what they do, no matter how good they are, no matter how much they try to serve and be a good person and do what God says, it's almost like life is destined to be hard for you. Life is destined to have brick walls that you run into every single uh, time. And you're just like, I don't know what to do. This podcast is for you too, to keep your dream alive. So this podcast will hit both sides of those that had the dream and those that have the dream alive still. All right. So let's, let's look into this. So as we talk about when we have a dream, when God gives you a dream, it will be tested. So think about it from this perspective. What will be tested as God gives you the dream to be better, right? What will be tested? Number one, simply this, you, you will be tested. You know, you know, as you think about it, and I think about Joseph, and again, turn your Bibles to, uh, to Genesis chapter 37. We're going to highlight that a little bit as we start this podcast. But when you really think about it, Joseph, what did he have? What did God give him? God gave him a dream. And he saw that all the stars and he saw the bales of hay, everything bowing down to him. And so as he had that dream, here's what would be tested. You know, being in ministry, um, it's a really cool thing to be able to work with people and walk alongside them. But here's the thing about walking alongside and working with folks, even yourself. You're going to come in contact with folks that have um, made bad choices, um, made bad decisions, and they want to be better, honestly. They truly want to be better. And for me, it's a beautiful thing to see, you know, someone come up to you who's a father, who's a mother, um, who's who's a child, you know, a son, a, a daughter, you know, and they come up and because of their decisions, they look at you and they say, I've tried everything. You know, I want to be a better father. I want to be a better leader in my home. I want my sons. I want my daughters. I want my wife to be able to follow me as I follow God. I have not done that up to that point. You need to help me. Can you help me get there? That's that's a great, that's a beautiful scene to see. But here's what happens. When you have a dream to get better and to be better, especially spiritually, I want to be a better man for God. I want to be a better woman for God. I want, I want a man of God. I want a woman of God for me, right? So all of us have this dream, right? But here's what we don't account for, for that dream. Is it good to have and want those things that we just mentioned? Absolutely, and you should want them. But what happens when that's tested? What happens when that's tested? So here's the thing. Remember, Joseph has these dreams. And as he has these dreams, notice what happens um, in verse number four. So the dream is accounted in verse one through three. Now watch what happens in Genesis 37, four. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him, the dreamer, more than all his other brethren, they hated him and they could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brethren 
and they hated him, verse 5, yet the more. So then the sun and the stars and the moon dream happens, verses 9 through through 11. His brothers envied him, but his fathers observed the same. But then watch what happens in verse 18. So Joseph's coming to his brothers. Joseph had already explained both of these dreams. And so he comes to his brothers and he's walking towards them. And notice what they said, verse 18. And when they saw him afar off, before he even came near them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, behold, this dreamer comes. So when you want to be a better man, a better husband, a better wife, a better mother, anything you want to put in that blank, guess what's going to happen to your dream and to your resolve that you've made within yourself? Sometimes you're going to be made fun of because you want to get better for you. So, you know, you think about you think about when you get up when you get up in the morning and you see yourself in the mirror. And especially when we know that man, I could have done better. Man, I could have been a better person. I could have done things better. Right? And especially talking about those that want to get better and they've lived a life where they haven't been good. You know who makes fun of you as well? When you dream, when God gives you a dream to be a better man for him, when God gives you a dream to be a better woman for him, guess who's the first person that's going to make fun of you? Satan. So when you look in the mirror every morning, you know your sins, you know what you've done, you know who you've hurt, you know what you lack, and you know what you're not. So every time you look in the mirror, even though mentally you've made a resolve, I want to be better for God, guess what Satan's going to make fun of? He's going to make fun of your dream. Do you know who you are? Do you understand what you've done? Do you understand the situation you put yourself in? Do you really think that things could get better? Do you really think God's going to send you a good man? Do you really think God's going to send you a good woman because of what you've done and who you are? Do you really, you really want to go on with this dream thing? Do you really go on, want to go on with believing that you could be better than what you are? Please look at you. Look at what you've done. Look at what you're currently doing. Look at how you're currently living. And you say you want to be a better man for God. How's God going to use somebody like you? How's God going to use a woman like you? Especially look at your family situation too. So how's he going to use you? So here's the thing, guys. When you resolve to be better for God, when you make a commitment to him to try to get better, Satan's going to make fun of you because he wants you to stay exactly where you are. And so that's the first battle. When God gives you a dream, you will be tested. And Satan will make fun of where you're trying to go. Because as you try to get better for God, Guess what? It's not just going to happen just because you say it. It's not going to happen just because you come forward. It's not going to happen just because you have a bunch of people praying for you. Are all those things great and useful and they should be done? Absolutely. But guess what? It's going to take work and hard work and challenge for you to get where you want to go spiritually. And so one thing I like to do is, and this was done to me as well. This was done to me too. So, you know, obviously, you know, you say, if you're if you're with a group of 10 people and you ask honestly everyone to raise your hand. So do you want to grow and do you want to be what Christ wants you to be? If you're in a room of 10 people, guess how many people are going to raise their hand? 
every time, I guarantee you, all 10 people are going to raise their hand. And so after I ask that question, then I always say, are you sure? Are you really sure you want what you want? You know, we say that we want the right things. Yes, I want a man of God. Yes, I want to be a man of God. I want a woman of God. Yes, I want to be a woman of God. But do you really, really want that? Do you really want what you say you want? Because if you want what you say you want, guess what? That's going to be tested. So then you'll be tested. They will be tested. Everybody together is going to be tested. Do you really want what you say you want? And so notice there in Genesis 37, notice the actions that his brothers took against him. Verse 5, they hated him. Then they hated him yet the more. Verse 11, then they envied him. So here's what else. So when you have a dream to be a better person for God, guess what will also come with hatred? Envy. So people, your group, those that you hang around that aren't going to do what you do, because you decided to step out from their group and do something different that they're not doing, guess what they're going to do? They're going to envy you because you have the guts to move and they don't. And they're going to envy you because they can't, they're not doing what you are. Can you still survive that? Can you still push through? It's your dream, right? It's your dream. So that's the thing about dreams and working and getting better for God. If the dream doesn't work, if the dream messes up, if the dream doesn't come to fruition, whose fault is it? It's all me. You see, that's the beautiful thing about dreams and trying to get better is dreams make you accountable. Whether, whether loudly or silently, dreams make you accountable. Why? Because you'll always be able to see the results of a dream. Because if, if, if you put the work in, your dream will be accomplished. Spiritually, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So now, envy came. Then notice verse 18, then notice what else came. After hatred, after envy, then number three, then they conspired against him. Well, since we don't want to grow like you do, since we don't want to work and get out of our situation like you're trying to get out of the mud, then you know what? Let's conspire against you to get you back in the mud with all of us who don't want to change, who don't want to challenge themselves, who don't want to do better for God, who don't want to grow, who don't want to mature. Let's get him. Let's get her back in the mud with us. So when God gives you a dream, your dream's going to be tested. Your dream is going to be tested. And guess what's the first thing that's going to be tested? Your will. Your will is going to be tested to see if you can overcome that. You know, I was, you know, I like to talk to, you know, friends of mine, Tucker and Christian, as we talk about Marvel stuff. And in, in uh, Avengers Endgame, there was a scene where Thanos was talking to Doctor Strange. And he basically, you know, Dr. Strange basically told Thanos, you're going to find out that taking over this world is not going to be as easy as you thought because my will matches yours. So here's what you have to have. Satan's will is to destroy you, is to absolutely annihilate you with no care, with no remorse. He will use and do anything he has to do to take you down. 
First Peter chapter five, verse number eight. He is a roaring lion. And just as we're supposed to be seeking, he's seeking too. He's seeking those that he can take back, that he can take down. So guess what your will has to match? Your will has to match his. You can use whoever you want to. They can say whatever they want to. They can destroy. They can do. But Satan, my will matches yours. You're not going to stop me. Your will has to match his. Because just as he's seeking to destroy you, I'm seeking to destroy him back. So when you have a dream, and when God gives you a dream, you will be tested. Are you ready for that? You say you want to be, you say you want this in your life. You say you want to be a better man. You say you want to be a better woman. You say you want this man in your life. You say you want this woman in your life. That's great. And I'm saying you should want those things. But in order to get it, are you ready to be tested to get it? Are you ready for that? Because when Joseph had a dream, he was tested. Are you ready to be tested? But then as we kind of think about this a little bit farther, when you think about what will be tested, not only will you be tested as an individual person, but then number two, not only will you be tested, but then your dream itself will be tested. So if you have a dream to try to be a better man for God, to work towards being a better husband, all those things. You know, sometimes with dreams, in order to crush the dream, guess what you have to crush? You have to crush the dreamer. So now, guess who got tired of all these dreams? Joseph's brothers. So you know what? We can't stop this man from dreaming. We can't stop God from giving this man dreams. But guess what we can stop? We can stop him. So, when you have a dream, are you ready for that? Because remember, look at this. Look at the text, y'all. Let's go back to the text. Genesis chapter 37. All right? So we're going back. And now notice what they conspired against him, right? Verse 18. The dreamer comes, verse 19. Then verse 20. Notice what they wanted to do initially. Come now, therefore, and let us kill him and cast him into some pit then we'll say that some evil beast devoured him and we will see what becomes of what, y'all? <laughs> they didn't say we'll see what becomes of Joseph. What were they tired of? They're tired of Joseph dreaming. So in order to destroy the dream, guess what you have to kill? You have to kill the dreamer. So now Reuben said, no, let's, let's shed no blood. Someone in this group had common sense. But they stripped him of his coat, verse 23. They took him, verse 24, and they cast him into the pit. There was no water. And they sat down to eat bread. And then the Ishmaelites came from Gilead, right, carrying all those spices. They noticed what they said, verse 27. Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. And let not our hand be on him, for he is our brother in our flesh. And his brothers were content. Here's the thing about your dream. When you have a dream, especially for God, there's no one in this world that can destroy your dream. 
they can hinder it they can they can hurt it they can, but they can't destroy it in order to really destroy the dream they have to destroy the dreamer so as joseph is dreaming guess what's starting to happen right now as he's being thrown in the pit and going to be sold into egyptian slavery the dream that he had originally in chapter 37 now he was tested individually with his own family and his brothers and those that was close to him but now his dream is going to be tested so joseph passed the first test but now Satan said okay since i can't get him to quit let me challenge his dream so let me put him in situations where he doesn't believe that his dream can come true guess what god's going to do for you guys sometimes he might not have destroyed you as an individual but he might try to put you in situations to make you believe that my dream can't come true. So let's use this as an example. If you're watching the video portion, you got a couple sheets of paper here, okay? And they're just regular sheets of paper, but let's say, let's say these sheets of paper represent your dream. As you walk through life, and especially working for God, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have a dream and as you're trying to fulfill that, guess what's going to happen? They'll be crushed. They'll be thrown, knocked down, thrown to the side. Then you're going to get up and you're going to try it again. But then you're going to look at your dream and it's going to be crushed again. And it's thrown to the side, stepped on like it's nothing. But then think about what Joseph did all this time. So think about this last piece of paper being Joseph. Joseph being thrown in the pit, that's a crumble. Joseph being accused, that's a crumble. Joseph being in prison, that's a crumble. Joseph helping someone in prison, but being forgotten about, that's a crumble. But then guess what you're going to have to be able to do? And here's a specific skill that you need. When people, when life And when circumstances, when they crush your dream to be better for God, guess what you must have? You must have the will, number one, within, but you must have the humility. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, no matter what someone does to your dream, if they step on it, if they throw it, if they make fun of it, if they cast you away, you must have the humility to no matter how crumpled your dream gets, is to unravel it, straighten it out, and no matter how bad it looks, I'm going to keep reaching. I'm going to keep reaching for my dream. So lately for you, have your dreams to be better for God everywhere you've gone? Has it always been crumpled? trampled upon, thrown to the side, laughed at, not taken seriously. I get it. But here's the difference between some. Just because others have crumpled it, have you unraveled it and still pushed forward? Or have you quit? You see, if Satan can't destroy you, then his next step He's going to try to destroy your dream to be a better man, to be a better woman 
for God. Don't let him destroy that, guys. Don't let him, even though he's going to put you in situations where you believe it's over. There's no way that I can be this. There's no way. There's no way that I could have this. There's no way this can happen for me. There's no way. It's not real. Like it's not real. It's not going to happen. That is Satan testing you to see if you will give up on your dream. Because what's he doing? First Peter five. Remember what is Satan doing? Satan seeking. Satan's trying to find you. And Joseph, he passed the first test. He was tested as an individual when he had the dream. But then not only was he tested, then his dream was tested. All throughout Egypt, all of those years, his dream, constant loneliness, constant accusing, constant knocking down. Satan was trying to knock this man with a knockout punch every single time. And Joseph is just taking every single punch like a champ. Like a champ. And that's one thing that as Christians we should take pride in. That no matter what happens in our personal lives as we try to work for God, take that punch and eat it up like a champ. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty about it is Satan can think he has us down. But as he's just throwing punch after punch after punch after punch after punch, year after year after year, every time he throws a blow, you just smile right back in his face. You can't beat me because I've already won. So I'm not the one, you know, wasting all my energy. You are. My will will always match yours. You can't stop me. Christians, you got to have some, you got to have some fire about you, man. You got to have some, um, I don't know. I mean, I think about Jeremiah, you know, you got to have some, you got to have something in you that no matter what happens, that nothing can, uh, light that fire out. It's got to be in your bones. Like it's just got to be a part of who you are. And that's the boldness that Jesus gives us because, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? We've already won, but we have a responsibility to stay faithful and to have his heart, Matthew chapter five. So now, not only when you have a dream, when God gives you a dream to be better, not only will you be tested, your dream will be tested, but here's the third one. And here's all three of these are very, very difficult. All of them that we've discussed so far from Genesis 37 and looking through All of these are very, very difficult. But here's another thing as it ends is difficult. You will be tested. Your dream will be tested. But here's the third one. Your heart will be tested. Now, let's go back here to Genesis 37 before we hop over to 50. So remember, Satan threw punches at at Joseph. And the first thing that he tried to destroy was Joseph himself by using family. Did that work on Joseph? No, he passed the test. Then jo- then Satan tried to attack Joseph's dream. His dream of what God gave him of what he was going to become. Now he puts him in all these situations in Egypt to try to get him to stop believing in that dream. Did that destroy him? No. Here's a crazy part. Here's another way Satan might try to destroy you. As you work towards these things, what happens? This is crazy. Think about this, y'all. All those years of you suffering, 
all those years of things happening to you, all those years of just your dream being crushed and trampled on like you're nothing. But then what happens the day that it works? All your hard work, all your tears, all the lonely nights, all the things that people said, all the things that went down, everything that happened, and it works. The dream is alive. It's real. You can see it. It's tangible. All your hard work, all your tears that you put in, like it's, it's for real, for real, right? You can see it. Here's the test. Here's the last test. And Joseph passed this with flying colors. Satan will test your heart. So now when you've gotten what you've always dreamed about, or even when you as a person, when you become what you've always wanted to become, now here's the last test. Remember all those? See, here's the thing. Satan tries to get you on both sides. He'll get you when you have a dream because he'll, he'll try to, to knock that dream down. But then when you get the dream, he'll try to make you hate the people that hated you when you were working toward your dream. You see what he's trying to do? Satan's trying to do it on both sides. So now, wait a second. I'm not a slave. I'm second in command in the most powerful nation, nation on the planet. And now guess who needs my help? Those people all those years who crushed my dream, who crushed me, who threw me to the side, who don't who didn't want me, now they need my help. Guess what that's a test of? Matthew chapter 5 verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That's a test of your humility. When you get your dream, what are you going to do to all those people that hindered your dream? How are you going to treat them now? Because they're not going to just disappear. So now what are you going to do to them? You know, let, let's flip over to Genesis 50. That's why Joseph is that guy. <laughs> That's why Joseph is that guy. So now Genesis chapter 50. So now Jacob is mourned. Now as Jacob dies, notice what does what do the brothers now have? The brothers have a fear because they felt like in their minds that Jacob or Israel was the buffer in between Joseph and, and his brothers. So now because Israel and Jacob is dead. Now there's nobody holding Joseph back from holding back his wrath. <laughs> nobody's there. Nobody's there to hold him back and to talk to him now. So they think Joseph's about to get us now because he doesn't have dad here to, you know, to hold him back from us. He doesn't have him here because he's dead. So now watch this verse 15 of Genesis 50. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure, he will hate us, and he will certainly requite us all the evil that we did unto him. So they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command he before he died, saying, <laughs> Joseph, forgive, I pray you now, your brethren, and their sin that they did unto the evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the servants of God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brothers also went and fell before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. So now, guess who's on top? I'm on top now. You remember all those years you did that? Remember all those years 
You said that. Remember all those years you didn't believe I was this? I, I remembered you. You fueled me. You talk about fire. That's all I needed. That's all I needed all these years was you. Now I have an opportunity to get you back. So now here's the thing about when your dreams are accomplished. When your dreams are accomplished, when you're doing well in life, when the Lord is is lifting you up because of the work that you put in and because of your attitude in your heart, now your heart is going to be tested because you're at the top now. Now you're at the top because here's the thing. Life is is cyclical. So those that were at the bottom at one time in life, sometimes they get to the top. And those that were at the top sometimes get at the bottom. So whether you're on the top or at the bottom, how should you treat people? You should treat people right wherever they are because you have no idea where you're going to be at in a couple months. You have no idea where they're going to be at in a couple months. But now as you think about it, notice what Joseph said in verse 19. Fear not, for am I in the place of God? Guess what that is? That's humility. As for you, though, you thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring it to pass this day to save much people alive. So now your heart will be tested when things are going well for you. So you see how when you have a dream, your dream and you will always be tested. And at every point in your dream, Satan is going to try to get you to slip. If it's not at the beginning, you trying to leave and get better, he's going to try to get you to slip. If it's in the middle where he's trying to get you to question your dream, he's going to get you to slip. And then if you're at the top, he's going to try to get you to slip by being prideful and try to and try to get over everybody. Satan's trying to get you in all three phases of your dream. Don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. Think about, I was talking to um, Sam Lawrence about this a while ago. A few months ago, we were talking. And we talked about Joseph um, that night. As we talked about him, we said, think about that temptation in Genesis 50. Think about it. I mean, you got to think, and we don't know, you know, from the text, you know, it says that the Lord was always with Joseph wherever he was. But two years in prison is a long time. Years being accused, that's a long time. Being away from home is a long time. So, I mean, if that's a movie, you got to think Joseph could have been very vindictive because what could have fueled him for greatness is to try to get over on his brothers, to try to repay them back as they repaid him. But the hardest part about it is can you still keep a soft heart even when those at the beginning of your dream did not believe in you and did not believe in your dream? Can your heart still stay soft? You see, all this right here that we're talking about, it all goes back to Matthew chapter 5 because your heart's going to be tested. And when it's tested, can you pass a test like Joseph? Quickly, before we, before we kind of close this up, I think about Jesus who had the best heart possible. And as Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And then in Acts chapter 2, Peter preaches a sermon, and now he allows them into, into, his, into his church. 
So you think about Jesus. Did Satan ever stop his dream? Thanks be to God that Satan's too weak to do that. Because if it was not for Jesus fulfilling his dream and the Lord's dream, we wouldn't be here. So if Jesus could do it, then you can do it as well. You know, and here's a, here's a, a, a final thing of encouragement as we kind of think on these thoughts today. I heard something the other day, and it talked about how great God was. And the man said, God is the greatest. And he mentioned that with, with your dream of being a better man, woman, father, son, whatever, for God, there is no man on the planet. There is no circumstance. There is no thing on the planet that can destroy that dream. God is so great that he can use the evil intent that other people may have had or currently have for you. God can use other man's evil intent to transfer over to you so that you could do good. But our responsibility is no matter where we are in the path of the dream, is to stay faithful. Because others, people, and other circumstances may have intentionally meant evil for you. And they may have quote-unquote won in the situation. They may have gotten exactly what they wanted out of the situation. But you meant it for evil. But God, he meant it for good. And you mentioned this. This is great. Think about this. He said, wars are won by smaller battles. And he said, you were not meant to win every battle. But maybe that's the way God designed it. Because did Joseph win every battle? No. But did he win the war? Yeah. Because he realized that with God, all things are possible. But number one, he realized that with the Lord, there's nothing that you could have done then. There's nothing you could have done in the middle. And there's nothing you could do now to destroy the dream that God gave me. Those that are listening, do you have that resolve? No matter what has been done, what is currently being done, and what will be done. Do you have the will and do you have the resolve to trust in the Lord, to trust the process, and to hope and to believe in the dream that he gave you to be better for him? I hope that's what you want to do. Have I done that the best all the time? No, I haven't. But studying this, how, how, how can this not, through studying scripture, how can this not reignite your dream? How can this not reignite your will to work towards being what you want to be. I know it has for me and I hope it will for you. So I, man, this, this has been so fun doing this one. I love studying for this podcast. Um, this was just, this was great. And this has helped me out and I hope it's helped you out as we've studied. So I appreciate you guys uh, for listening and being here and always supporting um, and Lord willing uh, we will see you guys uh, on Monday again with another podcast. Thanks, guys.